like it says in the song, shine bright like a diamond. <laughs> you know, you need to shine. Don't let anyone take that out of you. This is a podcast called Walk, Talk, Listen. An attempt to connect people and make this world a bit better by sharing opinions and experiences based on the belief that everyone's perspective is true, albeit partial. My name is Maurice Bloom, and I would like to welcome you to yet another episode of Walk, Talk, Listen. Okay, good day, everybody. This is another episode of the podcast Walk Talk Listen. And actually, this is a the first one in I what I hope will be a, a number of interviews that I will do, a conversation that I will have, because it's a part of my 11th 100-mile walk. So I will be going to Seattle, as some of you uh, might know. Um, that will be it at the end of March, beginning of April. And one of the people that I hope to meet over there is, is Brenda. Uh, who's also today's guest, and and uh, I will ask Brenda to introduce herself. Brenda, please go ahead. Hi, uh, my name is Brenda Barnes. I'm from Kent, Washington. I was born and raised in this beautiful, wet, evergreen state. <laughs> I'm a Christian wife, mom of five with 13 grandchildren. Um, I've been a member of Kent First Christian Church since 1997. I wear many hats in our church, one of which uh-huh. I feel is my calling to do I am the office angel. Um, I work slash volunteer in supporting the pastor and our office administration and our congregation. Um, I get paid the big bucks of, you know, thank you and hugs and appreciation. Uh-huh. Um, I'm in my office scheduled on Mondays, but I tell everyone that I'm available 24 7, 365. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you're surrounded by a couple of kids or or one of your uh, i have a four-year-old grandson yeah. yeah yeah okay and 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 what is his name donovan okay and so we will hear donovan um you know now and then as well um so i'm i'm really you know happy that we are able to to talk i mean you are tell a bit about the the crop hunger walk that you are involved with and and for how long um we have been our church actually started our crop hunger walk started with dave and nancy turner um this october it'll be 31 years 31 years 30, wow this will be our 31st annual walk in october yeah um dave and nancy turner were integral in getting that started in our church and in the community um Several other churches in the community also join us and a couple of other, you know, small organizations, whoever decides to join us each year, it changes. Mm-hmm. Um, our funds are raised to help stop hunger in our community and around the world. Um, we chose them because of feeding the hunger, which we do um, Kent uh, Community Supper. And there's mm-hmm. a new supper. I don't remember what it's called. That's on Thursday nights now. It's brand new. And then our also our Kent local food bank. We also used to give funds to the men's um, uh, home group that we used to house and feed in our church mm-hmm. pre-pandemic, and also the women's. Um, but now that since pandemic things changed, mm-hmm. and there were other organizations and things that actually happened because of pandemic that made things actually 
as bad as pandemic was, it made some things better. Hmm. They were able to get things taken care of for the men and the women that we don't have to do those things now with those organizations. Cause I mean, we still support them, yeah, but in a different way now, which is, it, it's a blessing. It's a good thing. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Maybe before we go, talk a little bit about the situation on Seattle around, you know, hunger and poverty issues. Can you maybe explain to uh, the listeners, how did you get involved with it and, and why? Um, well, my family and I, we've been a part of the church since 1997. Mm -hmm. We've been members of the church since 1997. And um, it was, it was probably a couple of years in that we actually got involved. David and Nancy asked, you know, was recruiting. Yeah. And um, I've been doing, I actually have been recruiting and helping organize and being a team captain for like 18 years now. Mm, wow. So, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we've been walking with them for over 20, but I uh, started doing, and so I don't walk so much as I'm mm -hmm. behind the scenes helping organize and plan and recruit and collect all the monies. And um, um, when everybody, comes back from the walk i have food and beverages and we have a good time and and if you compare you know when you started 18 years ago with with today um what are the differences in terms of the size of the walk in terms of you know the people that participate or is it very similar still has a pandemic you know we had a little rift there where we weren't doing anything we have started back up um, it's not as big yet, but we are growing again. Um, during during pandemic, we kind of did virtual. So anybody who wanted to go that was out walking, mm. we were still raising funds during. We did not stop raising funds during pandemic. We actually had our first actual official walk mm -hmm. um as churches and stuff together again but yet this year we did it smaller we did it from our church down the road through the park and back again okay but we still made it happen it was not as big but it was still good okay and i i think i will walk part of where you also have your walk. I mean, that's what I understood from Diana. So I'm looking forward to to that. Um, and in, in terms of of participation, uh, Brenda, I mean, uh, is it how how is it with participation of the younger generation? And and um, and if you compare it again, 18 years ago when you started with with today. Our personally, our church, we don't have the youth group we used to. We're growing our new youth group. Um, Okay. It's just two to six now in our, our little people. Uh -huh. We have two teenagers still, but everybody's grown up and moved on. And mm. um, they're still part of things if they're around. Um, as adults now, they kind of send in money as, with their families to help support it. And um, they're, they're told that, you know, walk wherever you are, join a walk local to where you are. We encourage them to continue um, in any way capacity they can um youth the, our youth are our future so you know mm -hmm. we have to involve them in every way and teach them right
what what made you um you know so why what drives you in in being so active around all of this my daddy hmm? he raised us to volunteer and be there for other people volunteer wherever you're needed to follow the calling serve others um what drives me in life is my faith my family and my friends everything i do is for my family my mm -hmm. grandchildren are my treasures i like i said i have 13 of them yeah <laughs> aged from uh two to 17. and and they all still live around in seattle um no Are i you? have uh four that live in alabama okay i have three that live in idaho and the rest are around here okay nice nice and are they also uh part of the of the crop hunger walks the lydia likes to be when she's in the area she's a teenager um they're living here now um donovan definitely is he's been walking since he was in mama's belly uh-huh yeah so this last year actually mama didn't even walk because auntie margaret one of our members of church yeah he took him and off they went in the stroller wow. cool mama yeah. stayed behind and helped me mama got uh -huh. to take a break and he's like off and gone and walked with everybody else mm -hmm. so hey we were talking a little bit about the the participation about you know of the young generation in in the box um when I walk, actually, we talk very often about the youth and, and religion and spirituality. And, and some of my, the people I talk with are saying, well, you know, the younger generation is really different. Um, the way they look at church, the way they look at religion and others say, no, it's it's still very similar. What do you see among youth uh, and, and religion and spirituality in your community? So, I mean, I think that youth are, I mean, they're our future. So it's important for us to raise them up in a strong faith community. Um, my kids were raised in the church. Um, they were a big part of our youth group. Um, you know, we raise them up and hope that they'll maintain all of that. They're of course going to get to a point where they make their own choices in life, like anything. And I mean, my son used to be our tech guy for, I think like five or six years as a teenager, he was running our sound booth and, and all that stuff. And um, now we have, Another teenager that is running, Kyle, that runs our our Zoom, because we do in-person and on Zoom simultaneously. Okay. Yeah. Ron, one of our adults, he runs the sound booth part, but Kyle does all the rest of it, the camera, the computers. Jordan is another one of our teens, and he is on the autism spectrum, but he is mm -hmm. my junior diaconate, because I am the diaconate chair in our church. Oh, okay. And he's our junior diaconate, and um, he loves to help so much that on every Sunday that he is there, he will ask, do you need me today? Do mm -hmm. you need me today? He loves to help with serving communion and, and stuff. So um, it's very important that we, we continue to raise them all up. Our little kids now, um, we have children's time. Mm -hmm. We have, you know, with children's moment with pastor. And then the little ones go to nursery. But now this year, starting in fall of this last year, our six-year-old, two of them, are now our acolyte and they sit in service with us all the time. Mm -hmm. We do have what's called a portico. It's off to the side. So the kids can sit over there. They can, they can color, they can play, they can draw, mm -hmm. but they can be a part of our worship. They don't have to be in nursery necessarily. Yeah. They can be a part with us. So nice. um, that's how important youth are. And we have a Wednesday night thing for our kids 
And when we just did our Ash Wednesday service, they were completely a part of that. They read scripture. They, you know, they're they're a complete part of our services in every way that we can. Uh, I mean, you started it in in the beginning to tell your uh, the, the crop hunger board that you're a part of what type of local uh, causes it's supporting. But tell a little bit more about what each is doing and and why. Uh, you know, the, the Kroponga walk is supporting those local causes. Um, the Kent Community Supper and the other one that's recently started on Thursday nights is all about feeding not only the homeless mm-hmm. meals, but anyone who has the need. There's families, there's, I mean, it changes, it's ever evolving and always changing. Um, even during pandemic, Nancy when you meet her you're gonna find and just know she's she's a very huggy person we are a hugging church you know it's a thing those hugs are are wonderful she hugs everybody um but during pandemic her and a couple of people from the supper were still down there every monday they Mm. would prepare sack meals to go meals and then people would come up they get to come to the door and take them Mm-hmm. They didn't come in and eat, but they actually had meals every week. They still continued. The pandemic did not stop what happened. She made sure that these people were still getting meals of some sort. And they don't just come in and eat dinner. They actually go away with, because there's things from the community that's like pastries and lunch. So there's all sorts of things they can take and take with them. There's, you know, so they can have meals away from church too. I mean, the Kent Food Bank, of course, every community has their food bank. And Mm -hmm. it's an, you know, very integral part of making sure that everybody has food, every stature, the families and everything. So those are two huge organizations Mm -hmm. for us to support. And is it is the number of people that are in need increasing? In those areas where you live and, and, and work or you know is it stable or has it gone better i mean it goes up and down but i mean of course you know be, after pandemic we did notice some increase because you know things mm-hmm. were so hard for everybody yeah but i think i think we're getting to a place we're getting a little a little better more normal if you whatever you want to call it but mm-hmm. back to um things are still a bit of a struggle and i don't know we may see an increase again here soon because the pandemic um, funds that were there for everyone, yeah. like anyone on the food stamp program is going to get a, re- a reduction. Those bonus um, funds are not going to be there anymore. They're ending this month, last month and this month. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be a decrease in people's food stamps. So I think we might see an increase again. Yeah. And, and that's, you know that extra money is is part of of the the government program to help the different states in doing right. something about hunger. Um, you know, recently there was a a new uh, strategy uh, approved, developed. Yeah. It's called the Biden Harris National Strategy. Yeah. Um, are you aware of that? And and uh, what do you think? And if you did, um, what do you think the strategy is doing or could do? to improve the hunger situation in Seattle area? I mean, anything we can do, anything at all that can be done to help the situation 
is always encouraged. And I'm really mm-hmm. hoping that this new program is going to help things and not let it drop. I'm hoping that it'll keep it sustainable or better if we can. Mm-hmm. Okay. If I would ask you to mention a song or a piece of music, music is very important to me. I don't know if it's for you, but for me it is. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> if I ask you to come up with a song or a piece of music that embodies, um, you know, for a big part, what Brenda is about, which song or piece of music would that be and why? So, and you can laugh if you want, and I'm I okay will with that. <laughs> and I'm okay with that because... Quite honestly, there's a there's so many. It's so hard to choose songs, but the yeah. minute I read that question, yeah, instantly it was this little light of mine. Because I know it's a child song, but we sing it in church. We just sang it in church to like two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just I think it just completely embodies everything, you know, when you're singing that, you know, this little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. Mm-hmm. Had it under a bushel, no, I'm gonna let it shine. You know, won't Satan let Satan load out nothing you know nothing's gonna like take that away Hmm. and actually two of them came to mind because jesus loves me is the other one i know they're both children's songs in a way but we sing them as adults in church Mm -hmm. and i love to teach the children and any adults who want to learn the hand motions and everything to go with them because i have them for both what is it actually saying about about brenda and what you you know stand for because i let my light shine i don't let anyone blow it out i don't let anything do that i mean um i love lighthouses lighthouses are my thing okay you know that's that's the light shining um anyone who knows me knows that about me i have lighthouses that are solar powered in my in my yard Mm -hmm. um i have lighthouses everywhere (laughs) it's it's my thing because you know we need to let our light shine and not let anyone blow that light out for any reason don't let them dim it nothing just always shine bright like it says in the song shine bright like a diamond (laughs) you know you need to shine don't Uh let anyone take that out of you yeah um our yeah it's it's most important and i don't let anyone take mine out i mean even try to argue with me my family tell you i drive them crazy because i don't care how bad the night's been or how bad anything's been. Mm-hmm. I wake up every morning ready to face the day, whether I want to or not. And when I was a tow truck dispatcher, mm-hmm. I would, no matter, I'd have a driver just irritating the heck out of me or a customer who just like, wow, I would say, you know, um, Alpha Star Towing, how can I help you on the phone? It was like nothing because you've got to stay yeah. positive. And and where do you think that that comes from? Is it from your parents or is it, you know, how how, how did that? My dad. From your dad. My yeah. dad. My dad's my best friend. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I have plenty of best friends, but my daddy, yeah, he's always, he's always important to me. He's going through some health stuff and, but, and he's clear across the other side of the state from me, but we talk, he's, he's still my buddy. Mm-hmm. He's a very important to me, but. Between my dad and and my faith upbringing, we grew up in the church, and I continue to do that as an adult. I went, you know, a little down a path there for a little bit as a young adult, but mm-hmm. I come back. Yeah, and t- tell me a little bit about you know the other inspiration. I mean, in in what I understood at least from the conversations that you had with Diana, David Nancy Turner. Yeah, 
Um, Dave's been gone for, well, let's see. He passed away after our 24th walk because we, we did our 25th annual walk in his honor, in his name. Mm-hmm. And our goal was $25,000 that year because it was our 25th year and it was for mm-hmm. Dave and, and everything. And um, we are now getting ready to do our 31st walk. So, um, but Dave is still always there with us. And Nancy, mm-hmm. and she's, she's a cheerleader. She's, she's an amazing woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, she's all about community and helping others. And um, she's a true inspiration to everyone. Mm-hmm. She loves everyone. And I mean, it just makes your day to, to her grandchildren. She's Oma. Well, Donovan calls her Oma too. Everyone. Mm. She's, she's mom, she's grandma, she's Oma, she's whatever yeah. to everyone. Tell me a bit about, you know, because I, I'm i going coming out to Seattle and it will be my 11th walk, but I have something kind of, I would like to, you know, hand it over to the next generation. Get, and you have some tips, you know, for me or, or, or for you guys yourself, because, you know, ultimately it needs to continue and, and, um, Sure. Yeah, how do we how do we mobilize the the next generation? I mean, I I think that I mean, if you're talking about the 100th walk, I mean, that's something I would hope that with you doing that up there around the university, that um, those kids have become in it, um, educated enough and get involved enough that they can pick up the torch and keep carrying it mm-hmm. on because they are our future. I mean, Seattle's a big city and. Um, I think there's a lot of kids up there that can really keep things going. And for Crop Hunger Walk in your area, any any strategies there? I mean, we're always encouraging, you know, trying to keep, because, you know, we can't do it forever. I mean, Nancy, I mean, Dave and Nancy kind of headed up, but I took on, Dave and Nancy kind of passed the torch to me to kind of run things for them, mm-hmm. take their role in it. Um, probably like, two or three years before he passed away. Okay. So I've been doing that mm-hmm. um, with our part of things. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm part of the team that helps. Nancy's still part of the team, mm-hmm. but I kind of run it more and she, she just does her part. And um, like I told Diana, they are probably at least half of what our entire walk accumulates funding Mm -hmm. rise is from Dave and Nancy's team of people. Nancy's still getting those people. And she's still um, not as great with the computer savvy, not as computer savvy as Dave was. So I, I help her with that. And so do her Mm -hmm. grandchildren, you know, we do our best. And just for our listeners, she's 80, 88. She's 88. She just turned 88 in January. Amazing. Amazing. Yep. And she asked people to donate. Um, she wanted $800 raised for the food bank mm. and she wound up raising something like $1,200, I think. <laughs> so, you know, that's, that's what she is. She doesn't yeah. want gifts. She doesn't want things for her. She wants, you know, it's all about trying to help others. Great. Yeah. Um, and I well, I will meet with her. So so that's good. I'm looking forward to, to that. Hey, um, Brenda, you know, during my regular uh, podcast episodes, I always try to raise awareness around the sustainable development goals. Um, and my question is to you is, have you heard about the sustainable development goals? 
to be honest. I, I mean, I hear things in the news all the time, but I hadn't yeah. heard about this. Mm -hmm. And so I did take a look at it and um, I planned to look further. I didn't do a lot of it, yeah. Um, but I plan to look into it further. And I think it's really important that everybody take a look at that mm -hmm. because we need to make, it's up to us to make it a better world. We, we all yeah. have to work together as a community mm -hmm. and to help make things better. Looking into the IDG part of it too, it's the integral part of making sure we reach those 17 goals of the SDG and probably have sustainability prayerfully by mm -hmm. 2030 was, was a great goal. And I would hope that we can do that. I mean, just for the listeners who don't know, so there are 17 goals that were identified by the world, actually. And goal number two, for example, is end hunger. Um, yes. You know, goal one is end poverty. Um, and yeah, so I, I really would like people to check that out when, you, when they can go to sdg.un.org org slash goals you can read about it and and uh brenda what you were uh, referring to is also something that i sent to you in advance it was about the inner development goals yeah. because a lot of people are saying we are not reaching those sdgs because we don't pay attention to the abilities and skills that you need as individual and as community and i, I yeah, how, how does that resonate with you? You said yes, but 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 why? Why does that resonate? I, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, I we all hear this stuff in the news all the time, but I think we need to we need to educate ourselves more. Hmm. And this is honestly a really good way to do it. Is like because just scanning it, what I did see, I'm ready to. I need to go back and do more, hmm. and I need to share that. And being on Facebook and other social media platforms that I do. These are definitely things that I need to start getting out there more too. We also have a Facebook prop walk page, so I'm going to put these out there too. During my week of for, for, no, five, six days in, in Seattle, um, I will try to do, um, you know, live conversations, uh, streaming with, with my followers um, around the world. Um, and I start now with you already about it. What, what do you like me to tell to you know my global audience about Seattle, about the situation, and and you know the plus and the minuses and the challenges? I think we all have them everywhere we go, but you know things were bad enough before pandemic, but since pandemic mm -hmm. things have gotten worse. But we're trying to curb that, you know. But I mean, Seattle. Uh, other than that, Seattle's a beautiful city. Um, we have a wonderful waterfront. If you get time to go mm -hmm. down to the waterfront, I mean, actually start at the, the Pike Place Market mm -hmm. and then go down, walk down to the waterfront and walk the waterfront and check out everything there. Feed the seagulls, you know. You got to uh -huh. go to Ivers and have some clam chowder. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a thing. But um, it's a wonderful city. And I know it's kind of gross, but um, you, you might have to check out the gum wall by the park pike place market it it was scraped off at one point and now it's all started over again so <laughs> <laughs> it's really awesome i know it sounds gross but it's really cool yeah. um, it, it's something that we have you know like the one you know places that have the locks on bridges and these guys mm -hmm. have that we have the gum wall and the waterfront and it's really a beautiful city yes we are wet but that's why mm -hmm. we're so evergreen is uh -huh. because of all the rain yeah. But I wouldn't trade where I am for anywhere else. Mm -hmm. I've visited other places because I'm a geocacher. I don't know what that if you know what that is, but no, 
No. What, what Amanda, describe geocaching for him. Using high-tech satellites to find Tupperware in the woods. Ah. That's how we <laughs> break it down. But geocaching yeah. is hunting, and it happens yeah. a lot in Seattle. Okay. Um, and all over the world, actually. There are caches in every... Mm -hmm. um, but because of that, I've been around, and I wouldn't trade living here for anything. I, I will deal with the, the rain, sleet, hail snow cold sun over any of the other stuff that everybody else did with all the tornadoes and the destruction and the earthquakes and mm -hmm. the horrific things that take so many lives over you know in different places and take out homes i i pray for them but i i wouldn't trade this for nothing well i'm, I'm really looking forward to it uh you know walking around in, in your area um yeah these conversations always go go fast so so any any questions I should have asked you? I can't think of anything. I think you did pretty doggone good. <laughs> and I most for the most part, it all came really easy. And every time I was sitting there going, hmm. <laughs> my daughter came in and I'm like, I'm still, I need to focus on this question. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you, did, you did great. And I, I think uh, you, you probably now, because of this, a lot of people will fly out to Seattle to, to check it out. And, and uh, I sure hope so. I mean, yeah. come join us. Our crop hunger walk in October, come join us for that. Um, Do you have the dates set already or not yet? Um, well, I need to confirm with everyone because, you know, we've always done it on the first October, Sunday in October. Okay. World, uh, you know, uh, World Communion Sunday. Yeah. This last year we did it on World Hunger Sunday, mm -hmm. and so I've got to. I guess we got to figure out if we're going to do that because I, we're so used to World Communion Sunday, and doing it the other one. I will have to see what we decide we're doing. So it's either going to be the first Sunday in October or the second Sunday in October. Mm -hmm. Not a hundred percent sure yet. Okay, so we will we will make sure that that uh, if people want like to join, that they can find it out. You you guys also have a website, right, or, or a page where where you can. We find have a church website. Yep. Yeah. So I will make sure I will put that in the in the podcast notes, um, so that they can find. Uh, you know, if they live in a neighborhood and they would like to join, because the more the merrier, yeah. it's, it's important. Most uh, definitely. Yeah. Most definitely. Um, Hey, th yeah, thank you so much for the conversation. I, I really uh, enjoyed it. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I hope to meet you and see you in person when you come. I mean, I don't go down to the supper necessarily, but maybe I hope to. Yeah, uh, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully we will work. Yeah, I, again, I will talk with Diana uh, next week to see how, what uh, if she knows already what the schedule is. There are some uh, appointments that are not confirmed yet but i uh yeah i hope more and more people will you know a lot of people will come out even if if they will you know walk point uh you know zero point one ma mile that's that's great um, yeah she said you're walking uh seuss creek trail it's not the one by our church but seuss creek trail is a pretty good trail a lot of people use it okay it's very popular yeah. for families everybody so it's not real hilly because that they walk strollers, dog, mm. you know, everybody. So it's very family friendly. That's that's that sounds good. Yeah, that sounds good. Um hey, um, I don't know if if um Diana talked with you about uh, connecting also oh. with some people from um, uh, you know, the projects, the organizations that you support, because it would be 
it would be great if you can talk with them as well. Did she ask yeah, you? Um, yeah, when you talk to Nancy, you'll be connecting with the uh, Monday night, the community supper group. That's where you're going to be visiting on, on that Monday night. Um, oh, okay. I will see them. I will, okay. I will yeah. see them and when, when I'm you there. Do that, and doing that, you can actually talk to her about the Kent Food Bank too, because she does that the next day. Okay. She okay. does both programs. She does Monday, the Monday night supper, and then she also goes the next day to the Kent Food Bank. Unbelievable. <laughs> you know, one of the one of the reasons that I started this, uh, you know, 10, 11 years ago was that when I was our representative uh, in Indonesia program, you know, they explained to me, you know, part of the money that you can use for for the projects is because of the crop hunger walks. And I'm originally from the Netherlands. So what, what is that about? Crop hunger walks? So I said, well, you know, it's all <laughs> volunteer driven. So I, I started to figure this out and I'm amazed by all of what you are doing. It's unbelievable. So I, I, you know, this walk is kind of my effort to pay tribute to everything, you know, crop hunger walk volunteers are doing. So I, I, I think it's awesome. So thank you so much. Well, and that's what I like about the fact that, you know, I mean, like when we tell everybody, it's like 25% of everything we raise on our walk mm -hmm. locally stays in our community and the other 75% goes out into the world to help. And um, um, I have a specific write-up that I do for it that tells mm -hmm. what it's doing and where it's helping and the things it helps with and what CWS is out there doing and stuff like that. So um, it's an important part of, you know, educating everyone on what we're doing and why mm -hmm. we're doing. Yeah. No, yes. Thank you so much for everything you do. And uh, yeah, let's hope that we will be able to meet in person. Um, yes. If not, I, I enjoyed this already very much. So, so thank you so, so much. I've never and, done a uh, podcast, but <laughs> I can't wait yeah. to hear myself now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hope you will be happy with it. I, I am. So, thank you so much. And, and, um, yeah, you know, keep it going and um, maybe see you see you there. All right. Maybe Hopefully. we'll see you at the end of the month. <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks, Brenda. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. With over 1,100 miles walked, Maurice is yet again training to walk 100 more. So for those of you who aren't familiar, which if you're an avid listener, I'm sure you are, the 100-mile hunger walk was started in 2012 by Maurice to raise funds and awareness to fight hunger and poverty around the world. This annual event came to be because Maurice was inspired by the spirit of volunteerism behind the CWS-sponsored Crop Hunger Walks, which are a community-organized charity event that takes place in over 500 locations across the U.S. each year. So because of this, Maurice decided to set out on his own journey and put his feet where his heart was. This year's 100-mile walk will take place from Monday, March 26th, to Saturday, April 1st, in Seattle, Washington. And on top of that, our fundraising campaign will run until the end of the summer. All the proceeds will go to support CWS's global programs that work to create a world where there is enough for all. So, how does a 100-mile work? Well, each year Bloom walks 100 miles through CWS and crop communities and spends his time meeting with our crop volunteer teams, with beneficiaries, with local community members, political officials, students, artists, and other like-minded individuals, like yourself, who work to support their community and hunger and promote a healthy and nutritious lifestyle. This year's theme is centered around the inner development goals. The idea behind these is that we must first unlock and grow our inner capacity, skills, and abilities to fully materialize humanitarian transformation. These IDGs are guiding principles that help us achieve our goals as we work with local communities 
here in the U.S., as well as in the 60-plus countries that we work in, to help end hunger and poverty while building healthy communities through increased nutritious lifestyles, especially for children. So what are some ways that you can get involved? Well, for those in the Seattle area, you can come out and walk with us for a mile, maybe two, or you can see how long you last. But don't worry, you can always come out and just say hi, meet with Maurice, have a chat, and then send him on his way. So on top of that, another easy way to get involved is to make a donation. Participants are also able to start their own fundraising page to continue their efforts by reaching out to their own communities to get involved as well. So to make a donation or start your own fundraising page, click the link. Well, of course, you're wondering where. (laughs) Go to the podcast notes and click in the links. In other exciting news, this year, Maurice has been chosen to be an ambassador for Noxgear. Noxgear is a brand company who makes safety and visibility gear for people and their pets who love to walk, run, play sports, or anyone who lives an active or outdoor lifestyle. And yes, you're right. Also, this link can be found in the podcast notes. When the link is used to make any Knox Gear purchase, 10% of the total purchase will be donated back to support CWS hunger and nutrition programs. So for anybody interested in joining us, getting more involved, or simply just wanting to stay connected, you can send us an email at innovationhub at cwsglobal.org. You're right. You can find the link again in the podcast notes. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And of course, if you haven't already, become a Walk Talk Listen subscriber. So let's get walking together. And don't forget to hashtag go the extra 100 mile. to walk, talk, listen, please check us out on 100mile.org or follow us on Facebook or Instagram.